Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. Uh, Paddy's here, and I'm here, and we're here to preview the Leeds game at the weekend. Um, <laughs> also, I suppose before we do we do go into that, look, I, I know Paddy wasn't here on the, uh, to speak, give his thoughts on Stevenage, so I have uh, I actually had a timer set up, and I was just going to give him six minutes straight to talk about the Stevenage game if he wanted it. And then uh, once the buzzer went off, we were going to move on and move into the next chapter of Aston Villa's year in 2023, which is going to be obviously the league, which we are now concentrating on. Um, but uh, I don't have the timer ready to go. It won't show up on the screen. It would have been nice. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't, I don't think we'd get six minutes out of it. To be honest. <laughs> uh, after 48 hours of, uh, of being down over it, I think it's time to move on. Uh, I, so I don't too. think we're I don't think we're going to see the same team at the weekend. There's some players there I hope we never see again. <laughs> so <laughs> that's just my opinion. Uh, I won't name them. I'm sure you know who some of them are. Um, yeah, but I was bitterly disappointed. I was bitterly, di- bitterly disappointed at the lack of professionalism in which mm. we we showed at the weekend. It's just it's one of those games where. You want to walk out onto the pitch and go, Coutinho, will you stop fucking shooting from 25 yards? It's not going to go in. I just couldn't couldn't get my head around some of the decisions. Um, like, th- th- those 25-yard shots should have been the little ticky-tacky passes around the box, looking for space, creating the chances which we did for the goal that we got. But no, just lack of patience, lack of... Lots of things. I think a little bit of uh, arrogance. There's, there's so many words I could use for it. And then 
complete capitulation at the end, which mm. absolutely drove me demented. Um, forced off the first person to, to, to get my ear was uh, was uh, Leander Dendonker and what the hell he was doing. I just I can't get my head around it at all. I, no matter how many ways I've looked at it, I can't I can't uh, I can't fathom what he was trying to do. Um, then obviously. Robin Olsen getting beaten at his near post like that is completely unacceptable. Got his angles completely wrong. And then the one player who wasn't marking anyone who had to go and close that down. And But first off, why is there two men out taking the corner and no man out there stopping them? Absolutely. I have a theory on that because I watched it back today. Yeah. And, and, then, and then Ollie Watkins stands there, looks over his shoulder, realises nobody else is going to close it down, that he's the free man. A couple of seconds lost. And then Arks has run out. Oh God, I was just screaming at the television. So if you watch it back, uh, and 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 I'm not making excuses because it was it was a half-assed effort to 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 go to. If you watch it back, I'm I, I would nearly put money on it that Ollie Watkins was supposed to be the man that was supposed to be in the, let's say the outside of uh, of the conglomerate that we had defending, and then Docker was supposed to be in there. I think we were clueless with regards to how we were supposed to defend without Dan Dunker's height in there. And if you can see it, Watkins is hesitant. He doesn't know whether he's to come back into the bunch. I think I, I would go so far as to say somebody might even be calling him to come back. And that's why he, he, he kind of makes a couple of steps forward. He stops and then he's not sure what he's supposed to be doing. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. But like it was kind of, it, it looked like he almost broke ranks and then didn't know what to do. And when you look at it, it seems like he was being maybe called back in to pull it to to fix a spot that maybe then Donker was supposed to be in when he was originally supposed to be at the front of that queue in in, in for defending the corner and I, I'm not making excuses yeah. for it but you can see the hesitation yeah. in everybody because of it um but I don't I, 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 thought, I, I thought he was in the spot that he would normally in for a corner uh, he he's that front man yeah and um, not marking anybody and I, I just yeah. thought it was particularly poor the fact that first off the ball had to be played before they realised. Hang on a minute. Why is there? Why is there two players out there and no, and none of us? Yeah. And it just absolutely drove me nuts. But anyway, um, I think they expected the ball to be whipped in, and they were calling Watkins in to be the body in the in the in the cluster, and where he's normally at the front there to be the to be the person so mm -hmm. that he can be the man to break and go forward. He was caught between two minds. I would imagine somebody was roaring at him to come back and pick up the Dunker's spot. He wanted to go out to his spot, and then before you know it, it, it ended up like it did. And that's what you see when you see that type of indecision. I don't think it was a half-assed effort to get to the ball. I just I genuinely think it was indecision. And then he was like, "Oh, I'm caught. Do I stop? Do I what? Where do I go?" And it looked awful. It looked absolutely mm. amateur hour, it really did. And so did the goalkeeping, unfortunately. But look, c'est la vie, as I say, that's just the way yeah. it goes. And the, the one the one thing that will come out of that game is that Unai Emery, who's obviously, quite obviously a world-class manager, now knows that he has players he can't trust because we can't trust them. So we let him make that decision. And I suppose it's the only thing that's kept me going this week and has actually allowed me to talk about this because if this had happened under Steven Gerrard, I think I would have been uh, barred off the airwaves from any, any podcast that I came on to. But look, it is it is what it is. Uh, we now have a lot of answers to a lot of questions. Well, I feel Unai Emery has. I have a few questions for him too. Did he not stop? those 25-yard shots from Coutinho at halftime and tell him to relax, we're 1-0 up, keep the ball, play, 
play the triangle plays that he's good at, move into the space, try and draw players onto you and then get in behind like we did for the goal. I'd, I'd be questioning why was that not stopped at halftime. But as I said, we're six minutes in. You, you gave me six minutes. Uh, I, th- I think I'm done. But there's a lot of questions answered for Unai Emery and I think he knows where he has to... Uh, has to has to change things up and it looks like we have a new player coming in tomorrow. So another fresh start. Um good timing with Augustinson picking up an injury. So did th- th- these injuries can uh these injuries can rack up very quickly. So it- it's good to see new blood coming in. I hope he gets a few players in. I think he needs them and I just think there's there's a few stale players there that need to get back up to speed and be on their toes. To go from what I witnessed at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium a week before to looking at that on Sunday, it was unrecognisable. Yeah, I agree. I, well, also, uh, you know, I think I think uh, with regards to the context, it was two completely different games, and you know, it just goes to show that you might be like you might be far better team, but you got to play for ninety minutes. We've mm-hmm. criticised this Aston Villa team for not playing for 90 minutes for the bones of two years now. So uh, if that doesn't show that mentality is frail and that's one of the reasons why we don't play for 90 minutes and a lot of those players have been at the club for quite a while. Yes, and Donker hasn't been. Robin Olsen hasn't been. And we could arguably say that they were two individual that there were individual errors that cost us um, uh, amongst other things. Don't don't get me wrong with regards to that. I know we could pick out quite a few players that it did that did things in that game that didn't exactly help us win it throughout the game. We looked comfortable for 88 minutes and we just thought it was okay. We were cocksure we were going to win. And then we got stung. And like that's not acceptable. And as you say, we had six minutes to talk about it. We're at eight minutes and 23 seconds. And I think that we'll draw... Oh, I, had under si- I had six minutes. <laughs> you, <laughs> you had, had six the other minutes. two. <laughs> I had the other two, yeah. Um, uh, because, and, 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 and I think I think some of those players will come good again, obviously. Like, like you know, I'm not writing players off. Like, you can say that they, there are some players, obviously, that you mentioned they're stale. That's fine. I think some of them, like, uh, I, I've mentioned it, we're still waiting to see Emmy Bundia sparkle in this team. Time, time. I'm not going to say time is running out, but you know it has to happen soon. Um, same with well, Coutinho. Is judging by the players that were being linked with, I, I would say time is running out. I, th- I think, I think he needs to. I think he needs a regular performance. Um, I see Craig Butler's in the comments there. I don't know if it's the Craig Butler or not, but uh, time, time could be running out for Leon Bailey too if he brings in another striker. So there's, there's a lot of people that need to up their game. Um, we've, we've given people a lot of time. That should have been a, a day for for the likes of Leon Bailey to really flourish, to really run at um, these third division players who are aging, and we didn't see it. We didn't we didn't see it from anybody really. So it's uh, if that if that is Craig Butler, how why don't you send Neil a message there and we get you on to talk? Wait, uh, maybe yeah. in the future. Craig, I'd absolutely <laughs> love to chat to you. Yeah, because yeah. you're doing a lot of interesting stuff out in out in Jamaica with your with your academy, and uh, yeah, as I say. Um, Get in touch with us, and we would love to chat. As always, Martin Leonard, though, is from Dublin, and he is traveling to the game, and he's never actually seen us lose a game at home. Very good. Put your money on now. That's Joe. What? Go down to the bank, take the deeds of the house out, walk into your Ladbrokes or your Paddy Powers. Game is sorted up. Martin has us all sorted. That's what we have to do uh, at the weekend. Don't. I'm joking. I'm joking. And if you've already done it, then uh, I, I bear no blame. I bear no blame. I wouldn't be as confident 
uh, <laughs> at the weekend. But I think it's going to be a fun game. Leeds Aston Villa are usually fun games. You know, it's usually one of those games that's yep. a toss up. Uh, Villa have won more than they've lost in recent times over the last six, anyway. Um, you know, so it's a uh, uh, it's 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 something to, to to look forward to, um, yeah. As I say, there we're unbeaten in our last four games, keeping three clean sheets in this run. AVFC Stato, thank you so much. AVFC Stato, as always, the man with the numbers, for sure. Um, yeah, like uh, it's it's it, it's it's a home game under lights, Aston Villa, un- Aston Villa under lights. We we do love a game under lights. I know Stevenage was uh, uh, technically under lights to, to end the game as well. But 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 look, but if we'd started under lights, we would have beaten them twelve nil. That's 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 my my yeah. story, and I'm sticking by it. And I don't even know. AVFC Stato, here's one for you. Next time we're back on, I want to know how many games we Aston Villa have won under lights in their history, and how many games they lost under lights in their history. I don't even know how you go about finding that statistic. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the last. Yeah, I've won just one of the last six home games. But then again, um, sorry, I misread that completely. There, one of the last six league Premier League home games against Leeds United. Last three drawn to last winning in February two thousand and four. Um, but yeah, that's fine. I'm okay with that. We've drawn loads of games. We, We're fine. We did beat them. We did beat them in the championship at home, did we? Um, I don't Can know. Be correct. One of them, maybe. We lost on the twenty third, twenty third of October, twenty twenty, three 0 to Leeds. I think we all remember that one. That was the one where they just we continually do. crossed the ball across the field, and um, Jack Harrison had a field day. Um, and that was the last time that we've lost to Leeds at home. Like, well, I'm sorry, that's that. Um, we haven't lost to Leeds since then. So we've beaten them in Ellen Road. Drew three all with them, um, beat them three nil in Ellen Road, beat them one uh, one nil in the uh, obviously in 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 Australia, and then we drew nil all with them, um, earlier this on season. this season as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting game. I think it is going to be an interesting game at the weekend. I've no idea how we're going to line up. I would imagine, I would ab- I would imagine we will probably line up with. Tell you one thing for sure, Emmy Martinez will be in goal. I was just about to say you you stole it out of my. Mouth. <laughs> I think Emmy Martinez will be in goal. I think he'll be Mings and Kanza at the back, at the two the two uh, centre halves, and uh, I think that um, I think it'll be Dina and um, and Maddie Cash. Um, Ashley Young, Maddie Cash yeah. is out. Oh, Maddie Cash is out. He's injured. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Ashley Young, and we won't have John McGinn. John McGinn with a great two hamstring tear. It looks like it'll be be February before he's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamara probably comes back into well, definitely comes back into midfield. If he doesn't come Absolutely. back into midfield, I might start to question Unai Emery at that stage. Uh, Kamara and Luis, uh, I would imagine JJ might start. I'd imagine he will start. I think he will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then we might we might even see somebody. We might see Leon Bailey maybe for for the wide, and then we might see Ings and Watkins up top. Why not? Why not? You never know. Does Bundia deserve another? Like, does Bund- is, is Bundia guaranteed? Rod Humble says send Olsen out on loan. Is he not on loan at the moment? No, we signed him. <laughs> Did we actually million. sign him? He was on loan at the end of last season, and then we tra- we made that a four million signing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think a lot of players as well. Actually, just 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 a quick one there. I think I saw it in the in the in the comments a while ago, and it was that we might find it difficult to shift these players. Um, I actually think we're in a position whereby. 
we wouldn't have an issue selling any of those players. Now, we mightn't get the money we want for them. And I'm not saying that we all go for two million or whatever, but I think it's easier to shift the group of players we had there uh, on show on, on Saturday if there are any players that need to be shifted for decent money than it would have been to shift the likes of El Ghazi, Trezeguet, uh, Bertrand Troy. And, and the reason I think about that is just because there's always teams that would come in for big name internationals and uh, Coutinho will, will get, would get a move back to, to Brazil if we were looking to, to uh, let him go. Um, Buendia mm. will definitely get a move, would definitely get a, a decent money move to Spain without, or Italy without a shadow of a doubt. He'd be snapped up. And uh, Leander Dundonker, the same, would definitely get a move uh, for money. So um, I don't think wages would be as much of an in- inhibition uh, because I think there's always harsh trades done on that. Um, I don't think it's as big as it was in in in, the la- in lesser years. But if Villa wanted to sell those pairs, and I don't think they will, I think I think every single one of those pairs, maybe bar Philip Coutinho, is uh, is here at the end of January. Um, so I think it's more addition as opposed to subtraction in building the squad. Stato's back in again. We give some kind of clarity on your, on on the myth that is Villa Park under lights. So we've we've won as many as we've lost. Which was twenty three each, and we have drawn twenty. So, so bang down the middle. It's it makes no <laughs> difference. Yeah. Whether we have now, that's only since two thousand. Now I, I know. I know the 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 talk of Villa Park under lights goes back to those. It goes back to the, the AV floodlights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. So it, it, football wasn't invented in two thousand, <laughs> and we know that. And, uh, more homework for you as well, Avia. <laughs> does that include does that include daylight savings hour? And because uh, <laughs> it makes a big difference after seven o'clock. <laughs> I joke it. I'm joking. Um, actually, yeah. Does it? Would it include daylight? Yeah, it could do. Yeah. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Maybe. I don't know. That's, uh, <laughs> would it have a massive difference on it? I don't know. Um, anyway, that's some digression. But uh, yeah, look, I think this game at the weekend is, uh, I, th- I, I think that there will be a lot of hot seats and there'll be a lot of hot bums going out and that, oh, that sounded awful. I think that might actually be clipped up later on. But there'll be a lot of people going out there uh, that will be feeling the pressure, um, you know, with regards to with regards to, to the result of the weekend. Because what I liked about Una Emery in the, in the aftermath was he didn't really mince his words. He nope. let it known yeah. that he was a bit pissed off, you know, and, and I like that. I, I, I took it that he was very pissed off. Yeah, that's the way yeah, I took I, it. Yeah, um, and I was, and and it actually cheered me up a little bit because I I didn't watch the interview till the next morning because 
a few people have said that I dodged the uh, <laughs> the podcast on Sunday, but I actually told you long before then yeah, I couldn't yeah, do the post match. But uh, I, I I actually didn't watch any interviews or any replays or anything else until the next morning, and I felt a bit better having watched his interview. So um, I'm I'm expecting a backlash against Leeds. I don't know about anybody else. I expect I us to go and go for the jugular. Um, obviously, that will come down to who's fit, and if there's any more knocks in the squad, it's going to be a little bit worrying because we've, we've a few injuries now, as I said, at the start. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah, Rachel says he can't watch his interview. I thought he looked disappointed as well, and, and I thought yeah. he looked pissed off. I thought he looked like I thought he looked let down. If that let makes down, sense, and let, let down is how I describe it. Yeah, yeah, shocked as well. Like the kind of like I can't believe that you guys let that slip. You know, um, and and maybe that was kind of like a, a big ding moment. It was like, right. This has confirmed any biases that I might have had with regards to certain mm. aspects within this team. And sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes it takes rock bottom to remember that, okay, and, and let's not call it, I suppose rock bottom is the wrong phrase to use because we've been bloody flying it in the league under, under him as well. And he's not going to throw the baby with the bathwater. But yeah. if he was well, on the fence with a couple of players and that game ha- happens, I think he's kind of go, right, mm, maybe, maybe decisions need to be made now. And maybe there won't be decisions. Maybe he's also of the, um, maybe he's also uh, knows enough to turn around and say, "Shit happens. People have bad games as well, but we never have that have this happen again." And if it does, then the hammer drops very swiftly. And I don't give a shit who you are. You're gone. And it's, um, in fairness, it, we're we're nowhere near rock bottom. He, he, as no, as I said previously, to 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 have that performance against. Spores only a week beforehand, a lesser performance against Wolves, and then that I would imagine there's a, there's going to be a rocket up the ass of many players. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what I that's what I admire the most. He was asked a very tough question, and he looked straight. It's not like Jack Woodward asked a very tough question, but he did, and it was straight oh, down Jack. the lens, straight down the lens for the for the answer, as if to say, I'm talking to you, Villa fans. I'm not talking to Jack here. I'm talking to you, Villa fans. And yeah. I, I have no doubt there will be casualties over this. And when you say rock bottom, it's our worst defeat in 10 years. That semi-final. And it's nearly 10 years to the day because uh, my grandmother died. It was my grandmother's funeral, that Bradford game. That's how I remember it so well. So um, nearly 10 years to the day, we've, we've had a, a similar performance, but I, I, I would put it worse than Bradford, to be honest, because of the calibre of player we had at our disposable. I think it was worse. But anyway, we'll move on from it. We'll move on. We've been dipping in and out of Leeds and, and, and Stevenage here, but it's nice to have, have a kind of a, an unabridged kind of uh, unscripted chat about things like that. Because look, we're all at the same at the moment. I think it's been a couple of days of of catharsis to try and get over it. And we've been all on the grief curve. I think I, I, I came on and I'll be honest with you, I had to clinch my fist under the table to try and not do the left and blind and, and, and jump to conclusions and tear the plaster off the room uh, routine (laughs) here. Um, and I'm kind of happy I did that because I kind of just bombed out from football for a while afterwards. And then when I got on to speak to Dan afterwards and the uh, Villa View, even though I wasn't as measured as I was in my own podcast, I still it was still nice to kind of get it out and kind of kind of get frustrated. Myself and Dan nearly had a screaming match beforehand that, because we were both <laughs> like I don't know what it was. Two of us just needed to get it out of our system. But it's cool, <laughs> just, everybody was okay. I, I, I you know you look at Twitter and you see everybody getting it out of their system. But Leeds at the weekend, as I say, and you said, Paddy, it's 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 going to be the making, not the making of this team, but it could be the 
the players, I'm sure, are going to want to go out and 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 they're going to they're going to prove to us whether they want to go out and make amends because there's been a nation, it's been a national talking point, the capitulation. That's not nice. The only way no. to stop that is go out and beat Leeds at the weekend. And if and they I, can I, do I that, I would like to personally yeah. thank. While we're live, I'd like to personally thank Harry Windsor for taking the nose off us for a while <laughs> <laughs> on, on, uh, on Sunday Let's night. Let's not go but, down this route, Paddy. Let's not go down this route. <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, want to talk about what he says. I couldn't give a shine. I, 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 I haven't looked at it. I've <laughs> muted. I've, I've, Ronaldo <laughs> and anything like that has been muted a long time ago. But and I just, I, I just think, I just think it, it was a good distraction from the media to be slagging up then slagging off. <sighs> and I think it was needed and it came at a good time so it, it allowed us to move on a bit a bit quicker <laughs> yeah uh, well look as I say I couldn't tell you anything about that but I don't want to get involved in it because that's like that you open up that uh, there's no kind there's no putting that genie back in that bottle because I and I have no <laughs> idea what it's about but I just stand well away from that anyway besides I watched, that point, I watched it twice <laughs> did you I did, <laughs> and you wouldn't watch Stevenage twice. You wouldn't watch the Stevenage game twice. You know, I, 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 I look. Listen, as I just say, why would I, I want? Why would I want to watch that twice? <laughs> yeah, we'll take this one offline, Teddy. We'll take this one offline. <laughs> I'm trying to get away from the conversation of. And I was trying uh, to get away from Aston Villa. That's why I watched it twice. <laughs> I prefer to have an Aston Villa incident than an international incident, Paddy. I don't need an international incident in my podcast. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, moving swiftly along. Um, and yeah, I know you're bringing it up because probably because his brother's an Aston Villa fan as well. Um, but uh, where was I going with this one? Uh, oh, yeah, the Leeds game. Leeds game. We have, uh, hey, we're playing Leeds the weekend. Um uh, like Leeds are Leeds are also their fans are in the doldrums at the moment as well. Their fans really weren't happy with the fact that Cardiff almost turned them over, and they were like, like there's a lot of them going, "Ooh, does Marsh have to go now?" Because uh, it seems to be two steps up and or one step up, two steps back at times there. And he played the kids and so on and so forth, and 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 um, uh, they got to this situation whereby maybe they don't know whether they have a, a striker now. The striker that they're linked with, Jorginho Rutter, young striker, fits the mold of the player that they like to sign down to a T. They've brought in some good players like uh, like Nanto. Um, I think Brent, Brandon Aronson is a better player than he's showing for Leeds at the moment. I was actually firmly jealous that they had signed him because of the work rate he has, but some Leeds fans are, are not very much convinced by him. So Leeds aren't having it all their own way at the moment, but as we know, this game seems to seems there seems to be something happens in this game all the time that we need to keep an eye out for. And uh, I suppose my question here, Paddy, is that even though Leeds are down on their luck, um, who would you mark down as their danger man? I suppose coming into this because they have had a bit of a turnover in player at this moment in time. Well, that's it. It's it. You you actually couldn't actually pinpoint who he's going to play either. That that seems to be what he's done in the last few games. Is just mix it up a little bit. So, um, we do, we don't know what we're going to face, which which always seems to be the case with Leeds that they they do mix it up. Um, since the Bielsa days of playing them, um, look on their day they're capable of beating anybody. There's there's no question about that. But it's just a question of them all firing, and that's. I don't see them as a team of individuals. I see them as a team and they need to have everybody firing in order to get a tune. And as far as I'm concerned, we haven't seen them firing at all this season for, for a full game. So 
when they're not firing, when, when they're not at the races, we need to be taking advantage. But for me, I, I think we need to be on the front foot from the start. I think we need to get ahead. That's the most important thing. If we go behind against them, they'll, be, they'll become very frustrating to break down. And that's that's my worry going into Friday. So let's get over the hangover. Let's start fresh. Start on the front foot and really go at them. I want to see Bailey going down the wing and flying in, flying into these tackles, letting fellas foul them. All of this thing we didn't see at the weekend. Um, I don't think we'll see our new signing. I don't. I think it'll I think it'll be too soon. You might see him on the bench. You wouldn't know. Uh, we'll talk about him, yeah, in a moment. Yeah, when, when Emery, Emery might decide. He's, he's had enough of what he watched in the last couple of the games, so you might you might throw him in there. But it's um it's probably coming too soon for for any major changes. And I think the team you named out with with Jacob Ramsey replacing John McGinn, and whatever happens up top will be totally up to uh, um to oh, Unai Emery. But but if it, if it was me, I'd give Bailey one more chance. Um, I would play him. Wide. I think I think this I think this is a game for him to to really excel. I think for for a team that dives into challenges so bloody easily, I think I think he could win us many a free kick. And I just hope that we see more of him driving at a team as opposed to the, this step over and just getting a yard to get the cross in. I just mm. see him I'd like to see him go a bit more direct. Yeah, and I I said it kind of as a oh, I wonder will he do this kind of a thing. But the more I'm talking, the more the more I he. <sighs> The more I'm talking about it, the more I'm beginning to think it's probably the right way to go is playing Bailey more wider, playing the two strikers up top in Watkins and uh, and Ings. I'd nearly even go so far, and I know that Jacob Ramsey has played on the left-hand side an awful lot when he's um, left-hand side of midfield. I'd nearly go so far as doing what a lot of people have asked recently, move Bailey over onto that left wing, fraught with danger in one way, and I'll speak about it in a moment, and move, move Jacob Ramsey over. Keep Watkins over in that wing and maybe make Watkins and Bailey interchangeable where Watkins can do the work down the, down the wing if Bailey does get a small bit further forward. Keep Ings in the box. Make him occupy strike. Make him occupy Llorente. Make him occupy uh, they start in there as the two centre halves. They've not been having it their own way. Pascal Strike has probably yeah. been their best, their best defender this season. Um, just from looking at, at comments that some Leeds fans have made, I think that's what I've picked up. But Lorente has signed a new five-year deal. Some Leeds fans aren't really happy with his his uh, his uh, contribution, which is strange because uh, you know he's he was lauded as a really good player, and 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 I was like, it just seems to be this year he's a bit off it. If they start junior football, I'm putting Leon Bailey on whatever wing junior football is on, <laughs> and telling him do not move from that wing, and if football yeah. gets taken off, I am I am also taking you off. But run at him and get the yellow card early, um, because I well, think they're, that I, they're coming coming off the back of two decent draws as well. They drew at Newcastle, drew drew with yeah. um, drew with uh, West Ham. So, um, like I, I think you're talking about their strengths. I, I think their weaknesses. Um, you, you look at the back four of uh, so you got Cock, Cooper, Ailing, Strike. That's their back four from the Championship, if I'm not mistaken. And they've played that a lot this season, so there's an there's an opportunity for them to to, to be got at for sure. Mm. It's just finding the right. Um, there's a lot of people talking. You see, Craig Butler's back yeah. in again talking about playing. Uh, but I, that's playing Bailey I said off the left. Playing Bailey, Bailey off the left. left. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't see a reason why not. I don't see. I, I I don't see why you wouldn't change it up either and and do something different. Just just to, just to bamboozle them. I I watched the first 
because we went on to the team sheet tantrum or watched the first 60 or 70 minutes of that game against Cardiff mm. the weekend. I thought they were awful. Absolutely yeah, stri- awful. Strike, strike was poor at the weekend, but overall, yeah. I think he's been a lot of people. A lot of, but my, I'm not 100% sure, but yeah. the consensus so I can find on. While I, I say they were awful, their their second team managed to come back and salvage a draw against championship opposition. Yeah. We 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 threw it away. So read into that what, what you may. Um, there's a few people in the comments asking us to comment on Sanson. Um, I don't know if he was out if he if he was just out there to give him a game to put him in the shop window, or he genuinely thinks that Sanson will be. But yes, that's the point I was getting to. I I I couldn't fault his game. Um, he looked happy to be out there. He was he was putting himself about. He was looking for the ball. He was he was the one guy who constantly moving off the ball, and it was his yeah. movement. His movement was excellent. Um, it was very hard to see. What I was trying to figure out at the weekend was um, the the two stri- the two fullbacks seemed to be alternating going forward, which which is fair enough. That's the way I like to see it. But it was very hard to see with, without the wider lens and not being at the game as well. But uh, I I thought when when they did have the ball, I thought Sanson was very quick to get back into his position and and act as as a, a nearly a third central midfielder in there. I thought he did very well. Now I know that's probably down to where he's usually playing that he gets sucked inside a little bit. But like he, he he's a decent player. We know he's a decent player. He hasn't had a run of games. Is he going to get it? Probably not. I think I think his I think his time is up. Um. Just, just, just on on the the Sansan piece as well. I know after the game, directly after the game, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, Sansan gave the ball away loads of times." Sansan gave had two losses of possession in the whole game, or in the time that mm. he was on. Um, you know, is so I I didn't think he lost the ball an awful lot during the game. But as you said, Paddy, I think he made an awful lot of runs off, runs past players. I thought he made runs into half spaces. I thought he mm. made runs in behind uh, that in, in behind the midfield block, which nobody else was doing. But we're coming up against in the midfield block, going wide, coming back inside again. I thought Sanson was the only person who was busy in there, obviously trying to make a um, an impression. Um, the one goal that we did score was one touch uh, football, but it all came about by. Uh, there was there was nice movement from Bailey, nice movement from Mings, and then obviously nice movement from Sanson as well. And you know, a lot yeah. of people are questioning why didn't we do that? Why didn't we start running diagonally to get in between those mm. the, the the kind of the honeycomb effect of their uh, of their low block and their and their uh, their six man defence that they were playing? They basically emeried us for good parts of that 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 second half when we went, when they went one nil down. They just emeried us because they knew that if they stayed at one nil, that they'd have a, cha- a choice a, a chance. Should I say? Um, but yeah, like like I can understand with the Sanson thing, with, with with the Sanson thing that there's you know he wasn't a world beater, but he looked better than a lot of players that come in after not playing for the length of time that he did. And mm-hmm. uh, while I still don't think he's going to be here long term, if it, he might actually get a start at the weekend in that in that wide right position, if he does see fit to maybe play Bailey up front with 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 the Watkins, or if he brings in Ings uh, uh, up front with the Watkins and maybe take Bailey out of the firing firing line, if he does go that way, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see uh, Morgan Sanson on the right, uh, Jacob Ramsey on the left, the two boys in midfield, and 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 maybe a, one of Bailey Watkins Ings or two of those three, should I say, up top. So it wouldn't it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at the weekend, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, Danny said, uh, let's be honest, Sanson just assumed he's done based on three managers not fancying him. 
I, I would have said he was a Johan Lang signing, would you? Would that be correct? Oh, I, I think they more or less admitted that. Did they say it was an opportunity cost? He was available for 14 million in the January transfer yeah. window. They made the decision to sign him based mm. on the fact that they could get him what they felt was a cut down price at the time 12 million, 14 million, whatever it was. And I think it was a speculator to accumulate. And then he got injured. I don't, mm. I think that Dean Smith did fancy him, but then he got injured and then he got frustrated. And then I think he pissed a few people off. And I yeah. think that that's I okay and, and, to say. And that's genuinely what I think happened. Uh, I spoke to you off air about this before, about about the French temperament and managers not being able to manage that. I, I think that's what, what it came down to under, under uh, Smith and Gerrard. Maybe he's getting another roll of the dice here. Who knows? Um, may, maybe we've got a manager who can get something out of him, who can manage his temperament, who, who can... Uh, I was going to say a phrase there, but I don't know what you <laughs> Um, it's it, you know it, some some players. No international incidents, Paddy. Yeah, no well, so, so, but, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the phrase was. So, some players, <laughs> some players need to be breastfed, and I would consider uh, Sanson one of those players. And 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 that that's a phrase that's used here in Ireland all the time, and and that's fine if a player is breastfed, as we call it, and and they get a tune out of them, which is probably what we need from from Emery to give to 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 Sanson and, and just massage his ego a little bit and, and just, you know, spur him on because there's no doubt there's a great player in there. I'd hate to see him go away and shine for another team. I'd love to see us get the best out of him as I would with any player. But uh, yeah, I think, I think um, he, there's a, there's an opportunity to resurrect himself there, but if he takes it now, it's completely up to himself or is there too much competition there for him? That's the thing. But the, And that's the thing. This opening with the Matty Cash being injured and the experiment to playing him further forward and, and Ashley Young behind him, that experiment, and also the John McGinn being injured for a month, he has. There's a chink of light here for Morgan Sanson, that's what I'm saying. There's a there's an opportunity mm. for him to, like, as as I said, I was messing on the, on the Villa View previously when we were talking about that Wesley's going to come back next year and you're about to witness the greatest comeback of all time, footballing comeback of all time. Morgan Sanson could have that comeback, as I say, opportunity knocks for players to this time last year nobody was talking about Miguel Almiron being uh, mainstay in this man in this Newcastle team everybody would have suggested or, or, or and rightly so I would imagine to say they're going to buy someone in he's not going to be around in, in 12 months time now he's scoring goals for fun and everything has completely changed around for him opportunity knocks for players Sanson was a good player at at, uh, at uh, I think it was Montpellier and at um, and, and at, at uh, uh, Marseille as well when he came in and maybe that's just maybe he just needs a, a run of games he could also be useless we don't know that's the thing about Sansan that's why everybody has has an opinion on Sansan is because we have no idea what he offers in the Premier League because he can't, mm. he hasn't been able to string four, five, six games together exactly yeah, yeah. and I think I think Leighton Castle has uh, got won the comment of the night some of our players can oh. be breastfed by Dolly Parton and still be crap <laughs> So Neil is already so regretting that, that I, use, I use that phrase. <laughs> so that's the so so far we've 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 insulted the French, we've insulted the monarchy, yeah. we've insulted Dolly pa all of Nashville and the south of uh, Who insulted the monarchy? As a whole. Who insulted the monarchy? I said well, no, maybe we didn't. Actually, we didn't. We didn't insult the monarchy. <laughs> Don't get us wrong. We we uh, we actually didn't, and we weren't going to either. Just in case anybody thinks we were. So no, uh, it's, not our, it's not our place. <laughs> um, our most famous uh, fan is 
is is yeah that's and that's what i was saying that's why i didn't want to get weighed into it because he is our he's our most famous <laughs> fan and we don't want to we don't want uh and for, and for all we know uh, he listens to the podcast oh he definitely does you def you know he does you know he turns it on first thing in the morning when he's lying in bed <laughs> and puts us in the headphones listens to it Shadow of a doubt, hundred well, percent. He'd have to put the ed headphones on for for our language. We couldn't. He couldn't possibly have the the, no, the young it's children. Not, it's not very that. regal at times. Yeah, yeah. And and I and I've I have it just like most people out there. I have it on good authority that uh, the the Kate Middleton doesn't doesn't like our entrance music either. Just like most uh, most. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> where where has this come from? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But we're twenty seven minutes into a podcast. <clears throat> And, uh, we'd, we'd have to laugh or we'd be crying still from the weekend <laughs> exactly exactly absolutely absolutely so um look guys so, thanks so much rod, rod reckons williams is a subscriber should we know he's, he's on our patreon already he's grand we know he's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i'm just i don't want going back to see is he maybe is there anybody here that could be is there anybody here that could be? i don't know i don't know um but no as i say it's uh yeah it's look it's a bit of crack and uh, uh, uh as i say thanks so much to everybody for tuning in tonight uh god it's gone past 10 o'clock i've been sitting here podcasting since half past eight but i really enjoyed it i had a good chat if you didn't catch the villa view earlier on Seth and dan just basically just ripped up the script and talked about a couple of transfers uh so you you could head back and, and have a have a listen to that as well. But before we go tonight, Paddy, I wanted I do want to talk about somebody that excuse me, you alluded to there. Um we looks like we're gonna have an incoming very, very soon. Looks like it might even be announced tomorrow. Um too many big names are mentioning it. We do know that he is en route or in Birmingham at the moment, and that's Alex Moreno, a 29-year-old left back from Real Betis. Um, and it looks like he's gonna be signing for Aston Villa. Uh what do you think? Um, well, first of all, as, as far as I'm aware, the deal is done. The medical is complete in Spain, so it's it's all it's all just a question of him rocking up and signing his his uh, his deal tomorrow. So I I would imagine we will see him uh, in an Aston Villa short by lunchtime tomorrow. That's just my opinion, and that's what I've been told. So um, he won't be he won't be the last either. Um, there's there's a few more on the way, but um, I am. Quietly excited by this signing, um, mainly because uh, I don't see it as the end for Luca Dean. I could see the two of them playing together very, very easily. Um, what I could see the what two of them playing together Friday night? <laughs> <laughs> they could do, but like the one thing that worries me then is do, do we lose the like of uh, likes of a Jacob Ramsey in the team every week? Uh, does that change? There's a, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of negatives in the two of them playing together. But uh, he, he is obviously a player that Uno Emery really respects. And he is, like, I think we all know that left-back is probably not our worst position for cover. But he has moved heaven and earth to get this in as his first signing. So he obviously really, really wanted this. So, as I said from the start, we got we got to trust him until he loses our trust, like previous managers did quite quickly unfortunately but I don't see that happening here he has my trust if he makes a signing I have to believe that I know he knows what he's doing um, I couldn't tell you a whole pile about the player himself other than you know silly videos of him doing something special that we've all gone and had a look at and that's what we do looking at his stats uh, looking at your video which you're alluding to there if people want to go back and have a look at them they're there um, 
always a minefield of uh, information, Neil, when these things come up. So if anyone wants to go back and have a look at that, but there you go, you've got stats up there already. And I, I, I just wanted to highlight this, and 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 you know what? It's 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 it was an interesting when I did this. I kind of looked at the radial graph that I have there, the radar graph that, that I have, and uh, I kind of went, you know what? I wish I had changed up some of the the. Um, the tags here and gone with maybe because I'd like to try and standardize it. So I'm looking at every player in, in under the same lens. And obviously with the radar graph there, I, I, I keep the same tags for, for each, um, for each spine. And I kind of wish I changed it up a small bit. And the reason I did that was because, uh, you know, I, I, I should really have done two really, as I say, because Moreno is, is, is defending and he's playing and, and, and he's, he's attacking obviously in a completely different league in a league that is a lot more free flowing from that point of view. Um, and, and there's two really interesting things here. Myself and Dan talked about it earlier on and, and, uh, he mentioned about the guys in sky and I fully agree with them as well that two for, for too long, we've had Dean at the end of our build up play for uh for attack and, and sometimes it may have slowed down our play and this this is my hypothesis on it that i don't think it was the, it was 100 the reason but at times it could be the reason that we've had to wait for dini to get into position to cross the ball in and we're crossing it into two guys who aren't notoriously good headers of the ball it's been it's been said a lot of times all last year this year as well we crossed the ball an awful lot when we look at the statistical differences here i think emery genuinely just wants a different type of player that it to to, to play differently than luca is now statistics bear in mind as well as Luca Dean's been doing what he's been asked to do and that's cross the ball and fair yep. play to him you know so I'm not saying that Luca Dean can't do this but I know that Moreno can do a different style of attacking as in he can carry the ball like I don't have anything in there with regards to dribbles um like this guy completes more dribbles uh yes it it, it shows there a 36.1 percent successful dribbles as well but he doesn't get possessed that it dispossessed that 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 much either but when you watch this guy he makes things happen and he's able to carry the ball we don't have car ball carries we don't have people who are are even comfortable carrying the ball so this yeah. guy is comfortable carrying the ball will he have the same amount will he have enough success doing it i don't know will he be able to do that in the premier league but he attacks differently to luca dean does and it, and um, he cuts into the box and he likes to get to the byline and cut that ball back as well, uh, cut that ball back more as opposed to stand 10 yards off the box and cross it in uh, from out wide. And uh, uh, Ludwig Augustinsson, unfortunately, he looks like he's done a, a rather nasty injury. Could be out for a month, two months, I think I saw as well today. That mm -hmm. might cut short his loan. So these two guys are going to come in. They might battle out for the left-back position. They might play both on the left-hand side themselves to solidify us if we do play against one of the top six teams or if there's a time when we're defending like mad. And I'm okay with that. So the only kind of negative I would have with this is, you know, and, and it's the same as everybody, and I'm not as, hot, as keyed up on it as much as, yes, he's 29 years of age. Would I like him to be 25? I absolutely would, of course. But if he comes in here and solidifies us as a team for two years, along with Dina or even in place of Dina, um, if that's if that's the case, then so be it. And he solidifies us as a team, and he progresses us on. Then that's fantastic. But the great thing about this is we won't know because Unai Emery has taken a bunch of misfits in Villarreal and turned them into a, a European Cup winning team. So it's not like Unai Emery needs to have those massive players to be able to implement his game plan. He needs to have players that can play his game plan to be able to implement his game plan. And that's why yeah. I'm not as as critical of, oh, well, we're only signing someone for 12 million. Where, where are the 40 million euro signings? Why have I never heard of this guy? Why is he only played with Vallecano and and uh, and Mallorca previously? 
I'm not as hung as hung up on this guy for that reason that Una Emery will know this guy. He'll probably know how long his toenails are, to be honest with you, because of how, how well he knows the Spanish game. And if he knows that he can fit into his system and we only get two years out of him, I'm okay yeah. with that. I'm okay with that as to where we are as a club as a moment at, at this moment in time. Danny makes a great pom- uh, comment here. I think 12 million is a snip for someone who has that. Uh, Thanks, Danny. Oh, sorry. That, that quality and experience. Sorry. Um, we 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 know what we're getting. We we've we've all read into him. You you've done your research. The one thing that that really excites me about this guy is his pace. I think is one thing that we're lacking. I think if we can get this guy on the ball down the wing, you look at that heat map. Look at that. He doesn't come more than ten yards in off the off the touch line regularly. Um, this is going to be a really interesting signing for us. The the the, the opportunity is there to give a different outlet in attack. So. Um, we, we've we've got to welcome him with open arms. We've got to hope for the best, and we've got to get behind them. And I think after last weekend, getting behind these players is the most important thing we can do this weekend. We they 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 need to know that we have have their back. We've had a couple of performances where they've been booed, and that's people's right. They pay their money to make that choice if they want to boo people. Wouldn't have been my choice, especially against Wolves. But uh, it it's. It's it's an exciting signing for the money that we're paying. I don't think it's going to be the last one. I don't mm. think I don't. I he, he could end up being the cheapest one that we we buy at twelve million, which is great. But mm. uh, I I like you can only be excited by it. I think yeah. we have to be. There's 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 far too many cons or pros than there is cons in this signing. Um, as you say, we've lost Augustinson. We, we need it back up. We have it. We have it. It's ready made. It was done and dusted before the weekend. He's just waiting on the, the T's to be crossed and the I's to be dotted. And, and, and here he is. So we, we'll see him tomorrow. Probably won't see him Friday. Probably just from time constraints and, and sorting out. I don't know whether there's going to be work permit issues or, or whatever they have to do these days uh, since Brexit. So it, it's... Uh, it's done and dusted. It's great. I'm I'm happy with it. And bring on the next one, and let there be a few of them. That's my opinion. Absolutely, I agree. I agree with you too. Uh, want to say a big thanks as well to uh, both Danny. Uh, thanks a million for the super chat. Really appreciate that. And to Rod as well. Really appreciate those guys. Thank Cheers, you so guys. much. Uh, uh, it's that, that's that, that's fantastic. And it's really generous of you guys. Um, I really uh, I really agree. Just one thing, actually, Paddy. You mentioned about his pace. This guy's pace. Um, uh, like Doug, like he's not Usain Bolt, but what he is, he's he's fast running with the ball. With the ball, yeah. Fast running with the ball as well, yeah. Like he's 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 fast. God, Jesus, he's faster than me, uh, and and he is pacey, but he's fast running with the ball as well, which is something that that uh, that we want because we're very slow in transition. And for a team that was a counter attacking team, you know, if Watkins isn't on form, we can't counter attack. Like that, like basically, if Watkins isn't on form, we can't counter attack because he has to be our outlet ball and our finishing ball. And as we know. You know, that takes its toll. He isn't the greatest finisher in the world. Um, and, and when you have to be both the outlet and the finisher, very few strikers are. You've got Kylian Mbappe that they, they, they do that role uh, and very few do that uh, do that as well. Um, also, I want to say as well, since we beat Stevenage, I've had an addition to the, my back wall and you guys might see it here. And that's Stevenage, going to be the lucky. That's going to be the lucky jersey. So everything's yeah. everything has changed now. You just said since we beat Stevenage. Since we lost to Stevenage. <laughs> <laughs> Since you lost to Steve, see positive mindset, Paddy. I'm always in the positive, positive uh, foot forward. That's my way. That's my bag. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we've got a God jersey in the back here, 
and uh, hopefully that's going to be in a frame. And uh, Mr. McGrath, if you're watching it and uh, you want to sign it, that would make me the happiest boy in all of Ireland uh, as well. So that would be nice. Um, listen, lads, thanks so much to everybody uh, for popping out. We're going to have a team sheet tantrum. Uh, I saw Anne and O'Grady there asked if I could keep the, if I could bring in my little sound engineer again, like we had for the Spurs game, my, my <laughs> uh, little lady. Uh, I'd say she'll be in bed at that stage, but uh, if I can maybe ring. If I can maybe get get her up out of bed, to, we'll, we'll do anything to win at the weekend. That would be good. Uh, but we will be back for a team sheet tantrum, everybody, yeah. on Friday. I am actually Andy. going watching this game, most likely going watching this game with one of my best mates who's a Leeds fan. So uh, the post-match podcast, if we win, will be very short and it will be in a pub in Galway, probably just with me on my phone laughing. Um, <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I'm only That's what I'm telling people in advance now because I'm going to be in a pub on Friday watching the match as soon as as soon as the the camera shuts. Your leads, aren't they? And, and Man City. Um, well, most of Man City, there's one leads in there, all right, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, the Munster Lions. Uh, there's there's two sides obviously we, we've got our Cork Lions and they're going to the match this weekend and I wish them all safe and a pleasant journey and hopefully bring home the three points and the Limerick Lions who haven't met in a long time are all getting together Friday night for our Christmas party so that's where I'll be heading once the team she tantrum ends on, on Friday so hopefully with the, with the nice uh, crisp points that we have that we get three points yeah. at the end of it yeah so we'll definitely, as I said, we'll definitely have a, a team sheet tantrum. I have I have put the, the post-match podcast, I have loaded it up on uh, on StreamYard and YouTube, but uh, that there, there may be a late change to schedule broadcasting on that one, depending on what happens. But uh, as I say, I will endeavor, as always, to bring you the post-match as quick after the game as I possibly can. But we will be here for the Team Sheet Tantrum and we hope we see you guys as well. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching. If you do like this, give us a thumbs up. We're on the road to try and get to 5,000 subscribers. If you know of anybody who even might think they might even want to support Aston Villa, put them onto the podcast, put them onto the YouTube channel, ask them to subscribe. Um, you know, I, I very rarely ask for it outside of the streams, and then I, but uh, I put, put it up on YouTube today and there was a great, uh, there was a great uh, reception to it. Also, if you haven't seen it, go back on our on our Twitter. We are giving away an Aston Villa jersey with somebody's name on it, with whatever name you want. You don't even if if none of the players tickle your fancy, get your own name on the back of it, and whatever number you want. So <laughs> jersey name number, uh, home jersey name number. We will be announcing it live on the team sheet tantrum on Friday. So all you got to do is like the tweet, retweet the tweet, and follow us. That's all you got to do. So um. Find the, the, the tweet on Twitter, fire it out there, and a winner will be picked at random. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate that as well. Um, I'm going to leave you all get to your beds uh, because it's school night and it's uh, coming up to half past 10. But thanks so much, everybody, for watching. And thanks so much, everybody, as always, for listening. Really appreciate everything you do for the podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, and all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network.